Blossoming where you bleed simply means growing from the places that have once cut you and understanding that even if the sky isn't always blue, that we can still progress from our pain because flowers don't just need the sun, they also need the rain. What is up, my fellow Blossomers? Welcome back to Blossom Where You Bleed. I am your host, JC Kirby. I'm a personal trainer, a nutrition coach, a life coach, and a published author. Quick pin, we're going to see how how much I like the whole welcome back my fellow Blossomers shtick and see if I don't find it so overtly cheesy that I abandon it and never use it again and pretend like it never happened. In the meantime, welcome back, my fellow Blossomers. On this week's episode, episode number two, titled Acceptance and Surrender, as the name implies, is going to be all about accepting and surrendering where you are. And uh, another quick pin, if I may, if you'll allow me, um, again, I am not a medical professional. Um, This whole shtick, this whole podcast um, heavily focuses on eating disorders, disordered eating, body image, and mental health issues and plenty of curse words in between. Um, So you have been warned that there are trigger warnings if you are in recovery or actively seeking recovery, or you just don't like when people fucking swear. I'm sorry, I don't know what to fucking tell you. All right, pin taken out for a second time, moving along. Um, As I said, this week's episode, all about acceptance and surrender to the moment, to life, to existence, to exactly where you are. And... As is with this podcast, um, starting out and starting off with a poem that is the precipice for this whole episode's sort of basis and theme, Um, this week's is titled, What If? What if? What if you spared yourself enough space to be here, now, rather than in a place so far away? What if you closed your eyes and allowed yourself with every atom which binds you alive and every string of fascia that ties your fibers together to just be exactly where you find yourself, to feel the tenderness of these words, this page, to let your spirit finally loose from its self-imposed cage, to open yourself up and feel like you have never felt before, to let your heart finally come out from its hiding spot behind the shut and locked door. What if we gave ourselves this moment in time to just let go. And suddenly, just like that, here we are, unapologetically present, free to forge whichever path makes us feel most alive. You are you, and you are infinite. Don't ever be fooled by the finite nature of materials, for you are endless, and you are free. And again, poem titled, What If? Hope you liked it. If you didn't, um, I'm sorry. I don't really know what to tell you. Uh, I'm not that great with constructive criticism. I'm trying to be accepting, surrendering, blah, blah, blah. Um, but if you're listening, again, hopefully you liked it. Um, and I talked um, quite a bit last week about um, accepting and surrendering in my own recovery with um, both a binge eating disorder and bulimia through exercise, which is purging your calories through exercise, as the name kind of implies. And... Um, throughout a lot of my own recovery and lack thereof, um, beforehand at least, I really struggled with not not knowing how in any way to accept, not even just where I was, but who I was, 
And I think that is a very common problem that I have noticed in my own um, personal training clients, life coaching clients, uh, nutritional clients, especially too, is that it is just people have such a hard time accepting and surrendering. And on last week's episode, um, if you listen to the whole thing, at some point, as I was going back and listening to it myself, I just kind of went in a carefree way. Just accept who you are. Accept, accept the person that you are. Yeah, JC, if I had told myself that, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, when I was 20,000 calories deep into a binge relapse, four days straight in a row, uh, two days off work because I was 20 pounds water retentioned, um, I would have looked at myself now and told myself, why don't you fuck right off? Um, because, again, I think in theory, the theory of things are so much easier said and thought than they are actually done um, in practicality. And um, I have I have since come to realize in the in the many in the several years now that I have been in active recovery from my own eating disorders and compulsive movement that um, a, a lot of the the principles that allow you to further blossom where you have bled and where you continue to bleed, um, they are they are beautiful and they are fantastic and they they can be so helpful but you have to know how to implement those principles and if you don't if you don't exactly know how to even find yourself where you are right now a lot of the a lot of these fucking shticks and words and poems and prose and whatever you want to call them a lot of the anecdotes are just that they're just words Um, because words without any meaning behind them are are meaningless just as just as i think a lot of us without any sort of identity, even though as I'll get deeper and deeper into this, but I think a lot of us without any sort of identifying identity to tie us down and to anchor us, we we ourselves feel meaningless. And that's not the truth, um, but I just speaking from my own personal experience um, in moments where I have felt like I had to tie myself and I had to tie my identity to my binge eating disorder, to my bulimia through exercise, to my body dysmorphia, through hating every single picture I've ever taken that has been taken of me, I've just realized that I've I've tied myself a lot to those thoughts. And without them, I don't know who the fuck I am. I don't know who the fuck is my maker, what the fuck this existence is. Um, but instead, <laughs> it's uh, it's... Ironically, it's that catch-22. When you start to realize and you start to actualize what it is to actually be in the moment, to actually accept the moment, to accept yourself and to surrender to the moment, you start to realize that you get to create your own meaning. Nothing nothing outside of yourself and arguably nothing inside of yourself really either outside of this intrinsic sort of feeling that we have gets to make up whatever we decide to make up for ourselves. Um... And truly, I have come to, I have come to learn through a lot of practice, through, like I said on last week's episode, um, through a lot of breathing, through a lot of yoga. Um, again, please don't, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I don't know. I don't care. Um, as trippy hippie as it may sound, I have gotten maybe not even trippy hippie, but I have gotten really into Taoism, which is an Eastern religion philosophy, however you want to look at it, however you want to go about practicing it. Um, For myself, I use it much more as a um, sort of philosophy that helps me in my own recovery. Um, And Taoism is, is all about, it's, it has a lot of similarities with Buddhism. Um, If I'm not mistaken, it actually, um, it precedes 
Buddhism um, in that it, it came first in a lot of ways. And with Taoism, um, its big proponent, which has helped me, is um, it says acceptance starts by just saying, I am here and I am, a, I, let me start that over, uh, make it a little bit more sentimental. <laughs> Taoism is all about saying, I am here and I am allowed to be. And if I can just maybe pause, put a tack, and again, just repeat that, I am here and I am allowed to be. Those several words in that one phrase, um, when I first saw that a while back, when I was still really trying to find my own footing in my recovery, um, it helped tenfold because as easy as it may sound to just allow yourself to be, um, I've come to learn, not even just with myself, but a lot of my clients, it, it's like pulling teeth with yourself, trying to just sit with yourself. And at the end of the day, if you can't sit with yourself, if you can't just be with yourself without having some sort of distraction, whether it be um, like recordings, whether it be TV, music, food, drink, smoke, beer, alcohol, liquor, whatever, whatever, you can't actually just be because you're taking yourself from the moment. Um, and a lot of the time when we have this sort of friction from the past and present, it creates a contention within us. And if we're so focused on internal stressors that have already come and gone, i.e. eating disorders, i.e. binge relapses in the past, even if it was last night that I had a binge episode or that I compulsively moved and I worked out harder than, than I did, those moments, they're in the past. They're come and gone. They're, they're never happening again. But if I'm so focused on them, it takes me from the present. And when you do that, when that happens, we can't actively create new coping mechanisms in the present to prevent slip-ups from just going forward. Um, and I think that's a, a huge, a huge sort of philosophy point, again, anecdote, thought of mine that I've had and that has been taught to me through both therapy and my own lessons and readings on different philosophies, Stoicism, Taoism, Buddhism, um, Epicureanism. It just, when you have this internal contention with yourself and you are so angry about something that has already come and gone and it's no longer in the present, it's no longer exactly where you are, where you find yourself to be, just like in the poem, then all all that does, all it does is it creates this contention and it pulls us from the present. And when we're pulled from the present, one, we can't actively live, we can't we can't live in the moment. But two, we can't actively create the coping mechanisms and the coping habits, i.e. breath work, i.e. going for a walk, distractions, healthful distractions outside of liquor and and drugs and whatever else you use to distract yourself superficially. We can't actively create what we're trying to create in the present. If we're so stuck in the past or if we're so worried about the future, you can't live. You're you are living three different lives if you are living all if you are living in the past, in the present, and in the future. You you have these three different identities all vying for control and you can't just be. Um and when we have this contention, we just have this internal and external a lot of the times, um, with negative self-talk, negative um just this kind of diatribe of negativity that we find ourselves in, 
and resistance is is so tiring it is beyond tiring acceptance is awakening and and again i know i <laughs> I don't want these anecdotes and I don't want these words to just come across as fluff, as something where you read it and you go, wow, that seems deep. And then when you actually, when you actually try to dive into it, you go, oh, this is the fucking shallow end of the pool and I just broke my fucking ankle. What the fuck is this? I don't want that to happen. I don't want these words and I don't want these thoughts and philosophies to come across as just this superficial bullshit. I want them to truly be a place um, and these words to be a to be a place that you can listen to and and really try to think about because like i said i i can only speak from personal experience i can only speak from what i have learned in therapy from what i have heard others and the progress that others have made um and i know a lot of these philosophies and i know a lot of these words um stick and they help people um because as easy as easy as the theory is of being in the present <laughs> How fucking often do we find ourselves stressing, biting our nails, biting our gums, like uh, grinding our teeth at the thought of something that we are not actively experiencing? Where we are sitting at the dinner table, eating dinner, watching a show, whatever it may be on the couch, and all of a sudden we are pulled in a completely opposite direction because we're living a different life than what we're living now. And if we can't live now, again, we can't be present. And if we can't be present, then then we we just have this internal war within ourselves um and i think uh like i said last week too with one of the strongest things that you can do is to just be gentle with yourself um and that that starts by just accepting the moment for where it is i think also an important point to note is that a lot of the time especially within my own recovery with eating disorders with disordered eating um i have had so many moments where I have tried to ignore that quote-unquote wolf inside of me, that quote-unquote beast, other voice, devil on the shoulder, however you need to name it and and visualize it. Um, I have gone about trying to deal with it by avoidance. And avoidance isn't dealing with anything. All that does is it is it puts it off for a, a different time. And again, when you do that, somewhere in the back of your mind, you know eventually you're going to have to deal with it and it takes you from the present and it it, it doesn't allow you to accept where you are um, so it is it's always better too within this to accept and to acknowledge importantly um, what is stressing you out what stressors are are there what voice is in the back of your mind trying to pull you in different directions um, why you feel like you have to binge eat and overeat or lack thereof restrict and compulsively move um, we just we need to to acknowledge that we have external stressors we have internal stressors and that's okay that just because we have these stressors just because just because we we don't just because we aren't always living in the light and there there might be some shadows that's okay that doesn't mean we have to force feed ourselves this this uh what's what's the word this um this fake sort of light um and i i know the word's gonna come to me in five fucking minutes and i'm gonna be like oh that's what the word um that's you know one of the drawbacks i think uh hashtag adhd um you lose sense of some words and some time <laughs> um but uh inorganic there we go thank you
Um, it doesn't make sense to try to just pretend like we we have this inorganic light and that we aren't ever in the darkness, we aren't ever in the shadows. Accepting where you are and surrendering to the moment also doesn't mean pretending like everything is fine. It it means acknowledging whatever strife, whatever stressors that you are currently experiencing. Um, acceptance lives not by taking stay in the shadows, in in the light, in the darkness, in the illumination. It just means accepting where you are. And just like just like any storm, just like any cloud that has ever gone by above you, you may be caught in a rainstorm, but at the end of the day, that storm, it's it's gonna leave. It's gonna go. And on the topic of um Taoism and philosophies. There's a philosopher, um, Alan Watts, hashtag RIP, uh, but he is a he was really one of the first people to ever introduce me to um, Taoism, Buddhism, just different ways of thinking about recovery rather than just so sort of um, bite down on my gum shield and just fight through it and punch my way out. And um, his whole his whole shtick was that. <clears throat> his whole maybe not shtick what's the word um to make it seem a little bit more i think authentic um alan watts's uh philosophy and i don't know if it was he himself who coined this but um, when it comes to thoughts and negative thoughts that take us from the moment if you can just if you visualize yourself visualize yourself as the sky you are you are the cosmos infinite just just as the poem from the beginning you are the cosmos you are the universe you are the baby blue sky and you are vast you are endless you keep going that is us that is who we are that is our consciousness our spirit our soul our just however you need to think about it that is us that is who we are and our thoughts our stressors whatever are the clouds in the sky it doesn't matter if it's the most beautiful cloud, if it if it is breathtakingly beautiful, that cloud, or if it is if it is mind-bogglingly filled with with emotions and feelings that we are trying to avoid, no matter what end of the spectrum it is, it's gonna keep going down the sky. It's gonna it's gonna flit away and it's gonna be gone. What happens is we forget that our consciousness, that who we are, we forget that we are the sky infinite. So what we do is we grab onto the coattail of that cloud, whether it be good or bad, and we try to run with it as far as we can. And eventually, that cloud is going to dissipate. It's going to turn into rain. It's going to do whatever the fuck clouds do. I'm not a scientist. And it's eventually just going to disappear just as feelings. Feelings are minute. In the grand scheme of things, we we have obviously the wherewithal to label feelings. We know what happiness feels like. We know what sadness, anger, everything. We, It's basic, 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 basic human understanding that we're taught from the day we're born and can conceptualize these things. But what happens is that we, mis we mistake these feelings that we have in the moment for a lifetime of them we think oh man i'm not happy right now i don't want to be here i don't want to be here get me somewhere else or in the flip end we go oh my god i'm so happy right now i i feel so much enjoyment i don't ever want to leave this so people chase that feeling like a drug 
and they try to perpetually avoid any sort of hurt and any sort of grief that may come their way. And that is that is a surefire way to to run right into more conflict with ourselves. Um, accepting and surrendering where you are. Again, if if I haven't made this as clear as I'm I'm trying to make it out to be, acceptance means saying I'm allowed to be and I'm allowed to be here in this moment with wherever you are, however you are feeling, that is okay. At the end of the day, it's okay. If you pull back your perspective far enough, um, because a lot of times we we put our thoughts and our feelings under this microscope and they seem so grand. And that's why a lot of the time our feelings seem so infinite compared to us, relative to us, because we put them under a microscope and we say, oh my God, this is all I'm feeling right now. This is all I can see. You had a shit day at work. You, somebody cut you off in traffic. That's all you can see. Your knuckles are fucking white. I have, I, in years back, you know, having a binge relapse, um, maybe compulsively moving where I have worked out three, four times a day. And all of a sudden, that is all I can see. That's all I'm focused on and nothing else matters because that is, that is all I, I am able to see. My microscope is so zoomed in. But when you start pulling back that microscope, no matter how far you have to go, eventually you're going to realize, oh, I'm okay. Exactly where I am. 99.9% of the time, I would like to think it's that much, not to come across as an asshole, but 99.9% of the time, most of the things that we experience, not all, but most, if we pull back far enough from that microscope, we can go, oh, shit. Yeah, that's actually... Okay. Yeah. All right. I had a bad day at work. In general, I love life. I love my job. I love who my family, I love whatever. <sighs> Accepting in those moments means pulling back from your microscope. And for me, as I think maybe abstract as this is, and as random as this is, in moments where I have had complete um, relapses with my binge eating disorder and I have spent days at a time locked in my bedroom just alone and isolated and kept within my feelings and and have isolated myself emotionally from not just myself, but from the world, from my wife, from my friends, and have shut myself down. Ironically, what ends up helping me is when I pull back so far to the point where I go, oh, we are, in my belief, we are just these pocket of eternal souls in a meat suit on a fucking rock in the middle of outer space. What the fuck is any of this? At the end of the day, you pull back far enough, a fucking, I don't know, bipedal or quad quadruped fucking alien is millions of light years away. It, again, I, before I start to get carried away with this because I love aliens and I love, I love the abstract. I hate, when you pull back far enough, all I'm saying is that if you remove yourself and remove your microscope, more importantly, from how you're feeling, a lot of the times you can say, oh, it's actually not that big of a deal. I am okay. And even if I'm still frustrated, that is okay. Because also, even if you pull back, it's not going to help all of the time. It's not going to help in the sense that it is going to rid of the feelings that you have. Again, just because you recognize you're the sky and that your thoughts and feelings are clouds and they might be, you know, cirrus white and beautiful and almost transparent 
or if they're a, a torrential storm, eventually it's going to pass. That doesn't mean it's going to pass as soon as you recognize that. It just means that you have the wherewithal now to, to continue to be in the moment, to continue to accept where you are, and to move on from there and to realize that that storm itself is going to move on. And once it does, you can get back to, to just yourself and to understanding that. Um, and if I can just go back real quick to the microscope analogy and the space analogy, um, again, pull it back. Realize, in the grand scheme of things, what the fuck is any of this? What the fuck is meaning itself? That's the beauty of it. Whether, whether we want to call it nihilism, abstractism, existentialism, Taoism, whatever fucking ism you want to put on it, at the end of the day, we get to create that meaning. We get to put our meaning and whatever we deem meaning into our existence. And for me, within my recovery, within um, within finding myself and continuing to find myself and create myself, I have realized that meaning for me means trying to be as selfless as I can. Um, because a lot of the time, I think even when we go about selfless action, i.e., say, holding open a door um, for somebody else, a lot of times it might have a selfish implication in it in the sense that you expect somebody to say, oh, thank you. Should they? Probably. Do they always? No. Um, because sometimes people are just assholes, unfortunately. Um, but when you open that door for a completely selfless reason, for a completely selfless virtue, it it's not tied to the reaction that you're going to get. It doesn't fucking matter if they say, oh, thank you so much, or if they don't give you the fucking credit that is due. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Because when you go about, when I go about my recovery personally, firsthand, I have to go about things and I have to remind myself of things, of these thoughts and philosophies that I have to go about my way in my life and, and finding meaning in a selfless way by by helping other people, by being there for other people, by being there for myself and not accepting, not expecting rather, that when I I have a week, when I have a really good week of, of let's say, um, nutritional patterns, eating patterns where I don't have any urges, I don't have any thoughts of lapsing, relapsing, binge eating, that doesn't mean it, and it doesn't give me credit to then go out and to binge eat or to um, overexercise and to push myself in a way that I know is going to be a trigger. Because it's still, when when you go about that and you say, oh, I've done this, so now I deserve this, you are attaching this sort of selfish entity on it. And when I say selfish, I don't mean you are a selfish fuck. I don't mean you are out there being a selfish little fuck, you know, pity me, all that party. All I'm saying is that selfish virtues a lot of the time can present themselves in ways that you don't even realize until you go oh that's right i did this i i say bought my spouse a gift and in return i was expecting a gift in return that's a selfish virtue and it it again pulls you from the moment where if you just are selfless and you try to go about things selflessly it's so much easier to live in the moment and um if you can stay with me on this Taoist sort of venture, um, I thank you. Because Taoism is very much also, um, in lieu of being selfless, it's all about spontaneity and being spontaneous. And that means living within the moment, living within the present. And I, I think 
for myself at least within my own recovery that when I when I'm not living in the moment when I'm when I'm elsewhere other than the moment um, my ego and my pride a lot of the time gets in the way um, and that that stems and that accounts for trying to resolve any sort of conflict whether it is internal whether I'm again struggling and I I've had a I've had a stressful day and I I get home and all I want to do is empty my fucking cupboards inside of my mouth or I I want to go to the gym and I want to hit the heavy bag I want to um because I've been boxing for years I've been lifting for years I either want to go and fucking hit things I want to get hit I want to fucking pick up things and put them down um whatever it is um when I'm actively not accepting just where I am and the stressors that I'm having um there's that but there's that that but not the kim k but but the but but and that's the ego that's the pride going okay we haven't had a good day let's accept this but if we accept where we are we get this treat we get this reward i fucking hate to tell you bud that's not how exactly it works because then you start to you start to expect that reward every time you stress and and then it's almost it's this as is with myself, it becomes this cyclical, almost competitive nature of of seeing how self-destructive we can be, I can be, because I I I was good. I was quote unquote good for a day. I, I didn't binge eat, I was good for a week. And then you you have this carrot or this fucking glazed donut dangling in front of you. And you you have to remind yourself in those moments that you're not this whole this whole idea this whole shtick of self-growth and actualizing who you want to become it's not for any sort of treat other than the person you get to be and i think that's a huge huge point of understanding that i had to come to with myself and that i would always whether it was with weight loss whether it was any specific diet whether if it was like training for a, a boxing fight even like it i would come about things in a lot of ways where the end result was the only fucking thing i was i cared about i didn't give a shit about anything else in the meantime and it it pulled me from the present from myself from who i was from who i wanted to be for that dangling carrot for that dangling glazed donut of who i could be and I think a lot of people get in the rut of that. And the further you get, the further down the rabbit hole you go. And the more you try to chase the rabbit, the further down you go. And you're never going to catch the fucking rabbit. Even if you do, you might hold on to it for for a second, for a hair, pun intended. But it's, it's going to disappear. It's going to slip out. It's going to get away. And there's always going to be something else you can chase. And when you think about it like that, when you put it in the perspective of there is always going to be something else that is going to be dangled in front of you you might as well work on being content exactly where you are and again like i said last week accepting where you are surrendering where you are to the moment itself it doesn't mean it doesn't in any way mean never progressing from where you are again that's i think a lot of people confuse acceptance with stagnancy and fearing that if they accept where they are, then they're going to be stuck there forever. But that's not how it works. And a lot of times, it's the exact opposite. When you go about it and you try to fight yourself with where you are, again, you have this internal contention 
where you are pulling yourself in several different directions, directions that are going everywhere else, but where you want to actually head and where you actually want to go. Um, and the, the whole idea with living in the present is understanding that there are going to be paths and there are going to be journeys that you, you really don't want to actually take, but that's life, that's existence and that's finding our own meaning. Um, so within, within these, you know, lofty goals we have set forth, whether it is lose 20 pounds, whether it is, let's stick, let's stick with the weight loss because, you know, fucking how, how else more on brand would I be if I'm not talking about weight loss? You know, ED, hashtag got two of them, don't want to brag. Hashtag dropped out of college twice, don't want to brag. When you go about, um, even weight loss and you say, I'm going to lose 20 pounds and then I'm going to be happy. Again, 99% of the time, people hit that 20-pound mark, um, if they even get there, and they go, oh, well, huh, fuck me, I'm not really that happy still, um, let's, let's go for another 20 pounds, how about that? And what happens there? You hit another weight loss goal, and you go, fuck, I'm still not fucking happy. And like I said last week, it, a lot of the times, the, whatever goals we have, whatever, whatever goals we think we want, let me... Let me rephrase that and let me specify. A lot of the times, the goals we think we have come from a result of, I'm not going to just say childhood in general, but it comes from a lot of the wounds that we have picked up from not just childhood, but our adulthood and life in general. And that shapes who we are in part, and it shapes the things that we think we want, i.e., I used to be 300 pounds. Um, just a little bit over. Did I then binge eat that day? Yes. Um, so I'll never know exactly how much I weighed at my heaviest. But outside of that, when I was 300 pounds, I thought, fuck, if I just lose 100 pounds and I get to 200 pounds, I'm going to be so fucking happy. I'm going to be so shredded, so ripped. You know what the fuck happened when I got to 200 pounds? I was in the worst spot I had ever been in, even compared to my 300 pound self. I was at 200 pounds and I was eating 20,000 calories on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I would wake up on Monday and I would water fast. I would starve myself for five days in a row while working out four or five times a day. Again, not hyperbole. I would literally, quite literally, wake up at five, six in the morning on three hours of sleep. And I would go for a five or six mile run. And then I would go to the gym and I would lift weights. And then I would go to work where I worked as a kickboxing trainer. And I would work with clients all day and then i would fucking stay at the gym i would lock up work out by myself and then go to another fucking gym where i had a membership and sit in the sauna again pin it's not sauna it's sauna and i would go there and i would sit there for about an hour hour and a half and continue to work out in the sauna this is all to say i thought what i wanted was weight loss what i really wanted was to just accept myself that's all I really wanted. And I thought acceptance meant getting to that new weight loss goal. It didn't. I got to that weight loss goal. I got to I got to 50 different weight loss goals. I was still so unfucking happy with myself. And it wasn't until I started to, one, take my recovery, my eating disorder recovery, and, and just recovery of my body in general once I crashed that fucker into the ground. It wasn't until I started to take that serious and to really explore other ideas of what my meaning could be outside of my physical body that I started to realize 
oh, I don't, I haven't wanted weight loss. I did. And that was a byproduct. But what I really wanted was just to accept myself. And it's just like when you come about exercise from a health perspective, from increasing your health, a lot of the times the aesthetic and the body image um, results are a byproduct of that. But if you come about the whole fitness sphere and working out in the sense of I only want to change my body, a lot of the times what happens is the byproduct of that is negative health and health consequences. Um, so as I, as I continue to ramble here and I hope again, this is not completely incoherent. Um, this is all just to say that make sure the goals that you have and make sure that the wants that you have are the, are the genuine wants that you actually have for yourself and not because you think you have to have them or that you think you have to want them again i.e don't think that once you lose those 10 to 20 pounds you're going to be happy um you might be happier but that that feeling is fleeting you have to also deal and accept with who you are where you are the experiences that you've had um because even with my own ed i there have been so many moments where even though in the present i am I am happy, I feel fulfilled, um, and I recognize that um, one, fulfillment is generally much more sustainable than than happiness because happiness is fleeting. You can be happy eating a fucking ice cream cone, but as soon as you're done, it's going to wear off. Or if you're fulfilled, it generally, generally stays a bit longer. Um, within that, though, there have been moments where I've done really well and have been doing well in my recovery, but because of the different, different ticks and ways about my life that I lived when I was deep in the trenches of my eating disorder, i.e. Um, completely ghosting people, um, saying things that I, I generally, not generally, I genuinely did not mean, but because I was not in the right state of mind and trying to live within my eating disorder, I, I said things to people and I ruined relationships that I know I will never get back because of the person that I was in those moments. It pulls me from that from that place of recovery and that place of peace where I am now um and again this isn't this isn't to say that I'm I'm scot-free and I'm okay with <clears throat> with the with the different versions of myself that I have been but this is to say that I accept the damage that I have done to both myself and to other partners in the past and to friends in the past and I have done my best since I have started taking my recovery very seriously in the past few years to amend those bridges the best that I can um, and to recognize that, that again, um, what I really wanted in the end was just to be able to accept myself. And um, it's just, it's super important to understand that within acceptance and within surrendering to the moment, that things that will be and things that are no longer are things not yet. And things not yet are not worth worry. But things that are, where you are, here and now, uh, it gives you a chance to live in the now rather than a life afar, rather than in versions of yourself that have already come and gone that are not yet here. Um, you can have those goals. You can have you can have the goal even to, to accept yourself and to get to a place of acceptance. Um, and it just starts by, again, going all the way back to the beginning, by giving yourself enough space to just sit there and say, I'm allowed to be here. I'm allowed to be present. 
I'm allowed to be here and sit here with myself, with my family, with my friends. And that is one of those, the catch-22s that I have noticed in my own recovery is that when I am actively in a very good place, in a very good headspace, living in the moment, you barely recognize it. You, you don't even realize you're doing it because you are so busy doing it. You are so busy living in the moment and having fun and being with your friends, being with yourself, that you don't even realize you are doing the exact thing that you have always wanted to do because you're doing it. Um, it's On the flip end, the other side is that when you are not doing that, when you are actively not able to be in the present and live, um, it is blindingly fucking clear that that is not happening. Um, in moments that I have been in the middle of re of a relapse, trying to fight off a relapse, um, and have been, um, you know, so physically insecure with my body image that I can't, I can't even sit down in a chair or stand without, without fucking poking and prodding and trying to fluff my shirt 20, 30, 40, 50 times in a single conversation. Um, it is so strikingly clear that I am not in the fucking moment that it is it feels like my teeth are being pulled and my gums are buzzing my fucking skin is crawling my my chest is buzzing and it's everything within me my my soul my spirit my consciousness again what however you want to label it it is so fucking clear that that's not what i'm doing that it becomes painful mentally almost physically to some degree um and i think all Again, I think what this whole spiel, what that just was, for a 20th time, my friends, is I just want to be able to remind you, and if not remind you, if you've, if you've never thought about this, to let you know that wherever you are, who, wherever you are listening to this, you're okay. And you may not want to be where you are now. That's okay, too. In the words of my therapist, when I in moments where I have told her, I'm not okay, it's okay. That's okay. And at the end of the day, you're still okay. Accept where you are. Know that this moment, that these thoughts, these feelings, these perspectives even, they're clouds. And they are going to flit away. They're going to float away just like every single cloud you have ever seen, no matter no matter even if you remember certain clouds from however long ago, they're no longer here. They are long gone. And you are the sky. You are the sky infinite. infinite. You are the cosmos as a whole. You are everything and so much more. And at the end of the day, when that sun sets and the sky goes dark, you are still you. And you are still endless. And you are still free. And I just want you to remember that so going forward until next week going forward with the rest of your day with the rest of your month your life even let's go as far as the rest of your life please just work on accepting where you are when you accept where you are in the moment you can accept yourself for who you are and you can accept that you want to change and that you want to progress and that's okay that's okay too one step forward sometimes means taking five steps backwards. It means reconfiguring things and figuring things out again. But as long as you keep accepting and you keep surrendering to the moment and to who you are, you're able to keep stepping forward. 
And as long as you can see that next step, as long as you can take a step forward, as long as even if it's a fucking centimeter, take that next step and you're okay. You are free. And with that, I will end the episode here. I hope much of this has been at least somewhat coherent. I'm gonna I'm probably gonna say this at the end of every every episode, because at the end of every episode I go, I barely remember what the fuck I just said. Um so I hope all of this was clear. And I will see you next week. Um, I hope you've picked up uh, uh, a piece or two. And I hope in some way I can I can help instill um, at least some seedling of growth so you can blossom where you bleed. And with that, I will see you next time, my friends. Have a good one.